0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Pipeline Superheroes podcast, where we interview operators, founders, go-to-market markets, go to folks, and investors in B2B SaaS. Today, we have Andy Mann, founder of Sageable, a consulting practice for CTOs. Andy, how are you doing today? Hey, Grant. I'm really well. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Of course. Thank you for joining. Um, your practice, the reason why I reached out, is very unique. So wanted to you know hear it from the horse's mouth and so maybe we could start with telling us a little bit about sageable
1: yeah absolutely so i started Sageable actually many years ago and i've been running it sort of a little bit part-time ad hoc uh for maybe six eight years now uh but most recently i decided to focus on it as my primary role uh so it's a advisory and consulting firm i do sort of like an analyst firm uh, but more about advisory consulting i do primary research i'm running research right now on digital transformation I'm looking to put out the top five technologies in digital transformation very shortly. Uh, so I'm writing up uh, a market analyzes I'm looking at different technologies, how do they contribute to digital transformation, but also looking at approaches, methodologies. So I'm working with and coaching senior leaders as a fractional CTO or a virtual CTO, coming and giving them benefit of my experience learning about digital transformation and topics like cloud computing. DevOps, your value stream management, observability, the sort of things where I've been a a, a leader in the industry for many years, and taking that knowledge to people who maybe need more understanding before they dive into some of these topics on digital transformation.
0: Cool. Walk me through what digital transformation means in this context. Like Our audience is fairly early stage for the most part, but at the same time, there's plenty of folks that are trying to feel out what digital transformation is you know it sounds high level, somewhat general but is very important so maybe we could do some some context there.
1: Yeah absolutely so digital transformation is unfortunately all things to all people. It is a dessert topping <laughs> and a shoe polish. Um, the way I look at digital transformation is fundamentally about moving from manual and physical human processes to automated online processes. So that involves obviously a lot of software, but it actually involves business change and personal change and cultural change, just as much as it involves technology acquisition. So look, if you're already using email to communicate with people instead of sending letters via the postal service, then you are already doing digital transformation to some degree. Now, it gets a lot more significant when you move to really changing your processes, like uh, taking payments via uh, an organization or signing contracts via an organization in the cloud, like a DocuSign, for example. So all of a sudden, I'm not using a fax machine, which is, you know, slow, cumbersome, all those sorts of things. By the way, people still use fax machines. I still get requests to send invoices via fax occasionally. And that's why my first point of contact is, how about we get you a DocuSign account? Um, little things like that can be good, can be fast, can be easy, good wins. But then you can get into really complete sort of business process transformation where you adopt new technologies that are based in cloud computing or mobile devices, edge computing, some of these new technologies that contribute to the opportunities in digital transformation. And you start to move your old manual human-based business processes into these new digital cloud mobile technologies. You get faster, you get repeatability, you get access to new markets and new geographies. Your people are able to be more innovative and creative because the technology is taking care of the routine mundane stuff, which by the way is really good at and humans are really good at creativity. Uh, And so it really does focus the right people in the right way and takes away from them that routine work that stops them being creative and innovative. And that's one of the biggest things for me about digital transformation writ large it's about using technology to innovate your business.
0: Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Fascinating. I think that the facts to DocuSign example is very salient. Um, I don't believe in free promos, but I do use Panadoc. If anybody's <laughs> listening to that, it's a little bit more of an affordable option, but um, interesting. So like, tell me more about like your engagements with Sageable, like what kind of business leaders bring you on? What do those look like?
1: Yeah. So I, I'm doing a lot of work with investors, At the moment, uh, people are looking to buy into certain markets, uh, buy a position in a certain company. Uh, So a lot of my customers at the moment are actually investor clients, private equity, hedge funds, venture capital, just looking to understand the technologies. And that's why I'm a fractional CTO, by the way. I'm about the technologies. I understand the business landscape and I can work with these investment bankers and PE companies and so forth to help them understand. Differentiation between different companies, opportunities in the marketplace, future market expansion. You know, I'm doing that based on my own personal knowledge and on the research that I've been conducting. So that's one type of client I'm working with quite a lot. Another type of client I'm working with is the a leader in a technology business who's trying to figure out what is the new mode of digital transformation. What are people really doing? Uh, what is popular? We talk about a lot of technologies in in, in our industry. We have sort of buzzword bingo uh, as our favorite pastime. So we talk about edge. We talk about VR and AR and metaverse. You know, we talk about low-code, no-code. We stop sort of talking about cloud computing, but in the digital transformation world, there's a lot of people who are not yet fully in the cloud. So where we get sort of a little bit bored in the technology industry, these traditional uh, digital transformation technologies, we want to talk about the big new thing, I'm able to talk to my clients about what's really happening in the world with the research I've done. You know, Is Metaverse really popular? I'll tell you what, it's absolutely not. It is number 20 on my list of 20 digital technologies right now for CIOs and CTOs of large enterprises investing in technologies to do digital transformation. They really don't want to know about it. I think it has a lot of upside in terms of gaming and stuff. I'm a big gamer, but... Maybe focus on the technologies that do matter, cloud computing, DevOps, observability, maybe not as sexy as exciting as a VR or a low-code project, but it's going to get the job done. So those clients really want to know what is happening in the world. The other, the third client I have is leaders, senior leaders in enterprise businesses. who are trying to implement these technologies and approaches in digital technology. So working with them on workshops to understand what is DevOps, even from a DevOps 101, you know, DevOps collaboration between de- developers and operations to deliver better software faster. Right. As a technologist who's been engaged in that part of the world for a decade or more, this is all very old hat to me. But I go out to my clients and you know, you think about leaders, technology leaders in traditional businesses like oil and gas, logistics, government, retail, even. And they're not on the cutting edge of technologies like we are. And so being able to help them understand what to do, where to start, how to work with their team, how to build cultural change, not just implement technology tools. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So those three cohorts are my main clients right now. Interesting. That's, that's really
0: fascinating. And I think that like the idea of an executive team being concerned around do we need to care about, um, this, you know, do we need to care about metaverse is a perfect example for that. Do we need to care about generative AI? And I think that like being able to answer that in an educated manner is extremely valuable and also fairly rare. Like you don't see, um, I don't know. There's just, it's, it's hard to separate from the hype is what I'm saying. So in that thread, like, what would you say is, um, Like how you're able to cut through the wheat and the chaff there, because it looks like you're trusted um, to make those decisions, which are big strategic decisions and they're outsourced decisions, and make those decisions confidently.
1: Yeah, look, Grant, I've been a trusted advisor to senior leaders in technology for 20 plus years now. And so I have a core body of knowledge, especially around application development and IT operations. So the business of building and running IT systems is something I've been very deeply engaged with for over 20 years. So I've got the knowledge and the background, you know, I've got my 10,000 hours, uh, uh, quite a lot more than 10,000 hours, thank goodness. Uh, You know, I've written a couple of books as well on this topic. So, you know, I have that authority established, but what I really do is I continue to stay current with actual research. Grant, I'm a data-driven person. I believe in using data to make decisions, you know, there are lots of different sayings about opinions. Um, you know, the one I like is, uh, in God we trust, uh, everyone else bring data. Uh, I really believe in taking research data, not just my own, by the way. I do conduct my own primary research data. I am a, a researcher. I spent five years as an industry analyst running my own primary research for big companies like Microsoft, VMware, IBM, CI, HP, uh, lots and lots of startups as well. By the way, at some point, VMware was a startup when I was advising them. Uh, and so I've got the experience to run the research in a, in a more scientific way, understanding what it means to do to have sample bias. Look, uh, research, I saw a business just today, ran a research. What they did was they put together a survey, probably SurveyMonkey, something like that. That's fine. They're good tools. But then they just sent it out to their user base. It's like, well, that's not going to tell you anything because that is an incredible sample bias. So I try and take a very pragmatic approach to doing primary research. I am not having any problem going and looking at someone else's research and trying to figure out what that means as well and interpreting that for my clients with my understanding of what the industry is and does and the trends that have happened and will happen. Look, Grant, I've been able to predict uh, automation, virtualization, cloud, DevOps, observability. You know, These are the markets I've been ahead of in the past so bringing the data to these people who don't necessarily have that who have opinions they have a lot of people chattering in their ears they're reading magazines they're watching podcasts opinions are great ideas are good but what we really need is data and execution and that's what i try to bring to my engagements Mm
0: -hmm. um yeah i think that makes a lot of sense and you can't shortcut reputation i think is the expression and it sounds like you've spent a lot of time and are now um, basking in the compound interest that you've built out. Um, but I'd say, like you know, without the capacity to conduct your own primary research, a lot of folks are necessarily called upon to be authorities in tech trends, or at a minimum make decisions alongside what's changing what do you recommend for folks that maybe don't have the resources to work with somebody you know as experienced as yourself but still want to make those decisions around digital experience like digital transformation which is you know its own broad thing but i think that like you know having the um the inspired paranoia any founder has around how do i you know prevent the thing that's going to destroy us like uh by ways of like an Uh, Mark Zuckerberg was famous for having the expression Carthage must be destroyed, which is the famous Roman thing from the Punic Wars all over the early Facebook offices, uh, you know, to illustrate his own paranoia. Um, But all that to say, uh, curious, like how you think that, uh, you know, folks of different uh, stages of companies can stay abreast.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Look. There's a, there's a great body of knowledge in social media. I mean, listening to podcasts like this, for example, is a good start, right? You get so many great experts talking about so many good topics. Um, so finding the experts in your industry who are talking publicly. I, I have a lot of public content. I don't charge for all of my content. Uh, a lot of the individual analysts like myself and consultants like myself are on social media. You can reach out to them. They'll have a conversation like for free and everything. Uh, that's actually a really good start. Conference proceedings are really good too. So looking at some of the better digital transformation conferences, and I would stay away from some of the vendor-driven ones. You know, Things like Dreamforce are really good. Conferences, reInvent, really good conference. Lots of good information, but a fundamental bias towards that vendor. Um, you're not going to learn a lot about Google Cloud at, at reInvent, let's face it. And so mm-hmm. to get better options, look at the independent commentators Analysts conducting their own research and sharing it online, especially smaller organizations, right, like Sageable. Uh, you don't have to subscribe to a big three analyst firm for, you know, more than your annual income uh, just to get good data from the world. Um, engage in those conversations. So always, you know, one of the rules in social media, you lurk first, then you engage. So lurk amongst the people who are having conversations about digital transformation or about the specific technology area you wanna go into. So if you're looking to drive more customer engagement from a better mobile app and experience, for example, then go find hashtag mobile. Um, Go find hashtag mobile app. Listen and learn from the people who are talking. Look for the ones who are actually creating data and sharing it. That's the best way, by the way, for especially for founders, for startups, for smaller organizations, working directly with individuals who have data, who have knowledge, who have advice, um, working through them in things like the chat groups on Twitter or Mastodon, for example, using open source software, using open source knowledge. There's so much knowledge available for anyone who wants to really dig into it to get that data. Look, I would always say, come and talk to me. I could probably share some data as well. Uh, And I do frequently online for free. Um, a big engagement that's going to be high value. Sure, I'm going to charge, but so many people like me are just excited about technology and would love to share that information with anyone.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome, and that's why uh, you do a lot of podcasts. It all makes sense. Um, yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And like you know, it really you have to have the mindset of wanting to learn, like you said. Like you, you can't fake being genuinely interested in that's in this stuff. And I think that's why you know people that are able to build really iconic companies are very curious inherently. Um, awesome. Awesome. And so what's next for you um, as you, as you consider the future of Sageable um, and your practice and, and what you think like you're growing
1: into necessarily as well. Yeah. So I'm a one man band at the moment. So I'm just trying to build my book of business, mm-hmm. get a stable of clients, so that I can you know, focus on what I'm really good at. And that's that advisory work, that research work, getting into the data, Predicting markets, predicting trends, helping customers. Look, as a one man band, uh, I'm doing everything I'm selling, I'm marketing, I'm doing accounting. I am the janitor, I am the CEO. Uh, The classic startup story, right? For Sageable, the future is very bright. I'm getting a lot of inquiries. I'm starting to build my book of business. I'm starting to get people ask me, hey, Andy, can I join Sageable? And that's where I'm planning to head, right? Grow this business. Uh, As with so many of your listeners, they're doing the same thing, right? One or two or five people, they're growing their business, they're doing everything, everyone's pitching in to do everything. I know what that is like so deeply. And so that's where I am at the moment. In the short term, that means publishing my research. I've got, as I said, primary research in the hopper on the 20 top technologies in digital transformation. So I'm going to start to summarize those as i Around digital transformation in general, but also looking at which technology should my customers focus on first. So I'll be publishing that. I'll be publishing individual briefs on observability as the first one out of the out of the out of the, 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 the rank. So that's this idea of being able to see inside IT systems to predict what they're going to do, not just react to what they've already done. And so that's a very hot part of the market. A DevOps workshop is in my offing as well. I'll be publishing about that on sageable.com fairly shortly. And this is for all the people who for 10 years have been thinking, I think I should do DevOps. People are telling me, but I don't really know what it is. And so we'll do a 101 and start to get people really engaged in that transformational process. And beyond that, I'll be honest, Grant, I'm looking for clients. I'm looking to grow my business. I'm looking to extend my runway. I'm looking to do all the things that your listeners are looking to do with their startups as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, um, how do you acquire customers? Just out of clients, I should say. Um, just out of curiosity.
1: Yeah, so I've, I've, I'm not doing any advertising. I'm really not even doing any marketing. I'm getting a lot of inbound right now. Um, but that's not going to last, right? So I'm working with my, within my network. I've got a very good network. I've got... You know, x number of followers on Twitter, some of whom might not be bots. Uh, I've got a, a good connection and a good network on LinkedIn. So I'm literally reaching out to people saying, hey, this is what I'm doing now. Can you recommend me to some friends? And you know that the network of recommendations is such a powerful way to get business, but it's not the only way I'm going to get business. So over time, I'm going to use my research reports as essentially a stalking horse. The short individual, you know, one, two pages They've got good information, but you know they're, they're really a way of saying you know if you want to know more this is some of a this is a sample of what I got so I'm mm-hmm. going to do some content marketing and start to you know do all the things the SEO put content put out some banner ads, start to promote my works in conferences and events I'm actually speaking in a conference in a couple of weeks time I'm doing a keynote there so that's a, a sort of a launch for this research that I'm doing um, And so those sorts of things are going to help me bring in more business from people I don't know. Right now, it's all the people I do know, and that's awesome. And they're helping me and they're recommending me. But over time, I know that's not going to be enough. I've got to keep that funnel full. And so I've got to keep thinking about when do I pull the trigger on actually starting a marketing campaign? And that's going to be an interesting decision factor for me based on where my business is and what I need to do. But that's coming pretty soon, I think, Grant.
0: Well, good luck. I'm I'm sure you'll be, you know, in well-positioned for all of that. Um, but by ways of wrapping up, we end every podcast with an asks and gives section. So um, if you have anything for the audience in that spirit, now's your time.
1: Ooh. well, I, All I would say, Grant, is I would just love for my audience, your audience, to jump on Sageable.com. S-A-G-E-A-B-L-E.com. Yep. Uh, well, look, we're new. We're desperate for business. We're excited to be working with new customers. I've got a good chunk of my existing customers that would, I would love to connect with them, uh, with your your audience on uh, Twitter, on LinkedIn, on my website. That would be a great start. I just need to get my name out there.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I'll definitely include that in the show notes. Um, but Andy, thank you so much for the time today. I got a lot out of this and I'm sure the audience will too.
1: Thank you, Graham. I really appreciate uh, being on. I love the Superiors podcast. You guys Thank do you. amazing work. Such a great faculty to be a part of. Thank you. Thank so you much, so man. much.
0: Appreciate it.